Happy Christmas. It's good, isn't it, to celebrate Jesus, to be here this morning, lifting up his name, thanking God for all he's done. And, uh, you know, I hope you're going to have a good day today. Yeah. Are you all set for a good day? Yes. I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, we, we don't expect a bad day today, do we? You know, we're kind of, kind of thinking, oh, it's going to be a disaster. No, that was last week, wasn't it? The disasters and the dancing and the, all the rest of it and the uh, TV. But, you know, the, this day, we're expecting things to go well, don't we? Most uh, folks have got their uh, Christmas jumpers on, I see. Uh, David is a perfect example. Uh, you know, we're, we're expecting a lot of fun and presents, I mean, we, we, I don't know about you, but we, we, do, we don't do uh, presents kind of uh, before church. We, we kind of, with one or two stocking fillers that we, uh, that are small gifts to kind of keep the kids happy that, uh, that they know that come from us. We've never, we've never lied to our kids as to uh, Father Christmas. Uh, we've, they've known all from the start uh, who it is that gives the gifts and Why? But we've always said it in place because we wanted to make sure that our kids always knew the truth from the start. Yeah? And, uh, and for us, this is, a, this is a really special day, isn't it? You know, it's a, it's a day to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And uh, who can remember that day? I don't think any of us were there, were we? I mean, I know Martin's with a beard there and he's a bit greyer there than he was when I first met him, but I don't think he was around either. He might have his nice robes to go with uh, the, uh, the day, but uh, he wasn't around and uh, I don't think any of you younger ones were around, were you? So how do we know what went on? Well, we read about it. We read about it in the Bible. This is, uh, this is Facebook 2,000 years ago. <laughs> we have an account, we have the details of all the exciting things. Who turned up and who did what? Who said what? And what did they bring? Because I don't know about you, but most of the uh, things I see on Facebook is who did what, who said what, what did they bring? It hasn't changed. It's Facebook is the same, isn't it? The Bible is, it's what happened on the day someone recorded it. And so we read about the visit of the Magi or the wise men in, uh, in Matthew 2. We have this story about what happened. It's a little bit more written down. You know, Facebook is kind of, you just get some weird men turned up. But they did leave some good gifts. One-liner. We have a little bit of more of a full account because, you know, in those days, the people took a lot longer to say stuff. You know, nowadays, if you can't say in two words, you're taking too long. Oh, dear, my sermon's already overrun. <laughs> but what do we see? It says, when Jesus was born in, in Bethlehem, at the time of King Herod, Magi, or wise men, from the east, came to Jerusalem and said, where's the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Wow. So let's just read on a bit. So we, we got the bit about Herod, and we don't want to be interested. We're not interested in Herod, are we? 
He, he found out where they were supposed to go and he sent them on their way. We, what we then see, after they heard the king, in verse 9, it says, they went on the way and the star they'd seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they then saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him and they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, oh, incense and myrrh. I've blown it already. I was supposed to ask you what the gifts were. <laughs> Never mind. And having been warned in a dream to not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So, you know, we, we, we just think about these. I, I don't know about you, but I've brought my gift bag. I've brought my, uh, it's not my man bag, it's my gift bag. The difference in these two is this is flimsy. My man bag won't fall apart at the seams. So in here, I've got gold. Ooh. Of course. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Did anyone else get any of these in, in their uh, stockings? I mean, it's traditional in our family. You have to get gold coins or silver coins. Of course, they're the edible ones. We haven't got around to finding real ones, but there's my gold coin. And uh, uh, my frankincense. Yep, it smells pretty nice. A nice candle to burn and to give off a nice aroma. And of course, myrrh. Practical. I've got my gold coin, I've got my candle, and my bottle of deodorant. Oh, but I've got something else in here. Oh, I've got to come on to that. I've got to hide that one for a bit. Let's put this over here. Okay, so the wise men, they came to Jesus with these gifts. So who can tell me why they gave gold? Why did they give gold? No? Okay. We'll come back. Why is it gold? Why? Something to do with kingship. So they bring gold as a tribute to the kings. It says the wealth of the nations will be brought to the Lord. God set all the wealth into the earth. God set riches into the earth. But then men kept it for themselves. But God, right at the day of Jesus' birth, wise men brought their gold to Jesus. See, when you bring wise... You're wise when you bring your gold to Jesus because then he can really do something with it that brings life and helps to you. But then, what, is the, what was the frankincense about? So there was, the gold was for a king, the uh, smelly candle, because that's what you do with incense. You burn it and it gives off a nice smell. But it's for a special place. Why do you have a candle? Or why do you burn incense? It's for a... Priest? Okay. He's a priest. Okay, so it's a symbol that Jesus is going to be a priest. Okay. And, uh, of course, the, uh, the deodorant or the, the myrrh, what's that for? It was because he was going to be the sacrifice. He was going to die. So to cover up the smells, you embalm the body. By the way, 
Uh, I don't know if anyone knows, but uh, frankincense, if you burn it, uh, the aroma helps clear the head and sharpen your thinking. Mm. Whereas the myrrh is particularly good for uh, preserving the skin and making it keep it, keeping it look youthful. So there we go. You maybe didn't know that. So, uh, so I, just, I just want to ask a, a little bit of a question because 21 years ago today, uh, a certain young lady got born again on this day. Abigail, our daughter, she got born again on Christmas Day. And uh, you see, what, these gifts, they're great. But we had a birthday cake for Jesus that my mum did. And uh, she, as we had Christmas meal, we blew out the candle to celebrate Jesus' birthday with our two-and-a-half-year-old, or two-and-three-quarter-year-old. She was three in March, so it was the Christmas before her third birthday. And uh, we gave her her gifts. Wise parents give good gifts, don't they? A little trike to help her to ride her bike in later years. So something stable that would work. And uh, she decided that she wanted to go and say happy birthday to Jesus and give a present, present to Jesus. And we looked at one another and we said, oh, um, uh, uh, how do we explain this one to a two-and-a-half-year-old? How do you give a present to Jesus? Well, to me... This is what's left in here. It doesn't weigh much. But I think it's the greatest gift of all. My heart. And that's what we said to Abby 21 years ago. We said, if you want to give Jesus a present, the best present is not the gold, the frankincense, or the myrrh, but it's the heart. A heart, because Jesus wants to give you a heart back. And he can only give you that heart if you will surrender and give your heart to him. And somehow at two and a half, two and three quarter years old, she caught it. She got understanding. And cycling down on her little trike, she went, Lord Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I'll give you my heart. And Claire and I looked at each other and we realized something amazing had happened that we hadn't planned for. And I just, today, as you're talking to people, and maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, but this is the, this is the biggest challenge of all. Who owns and controls your heart? Are you going to bring it as a gift to the one who's the king? The one who's the priest who intercedes for you, the one who died for you? Or are you going to try and hold on to what's yours? Because the wise people, the wise men, they brought their gifts. They thought about their gifts. They thought about the kind of gift that they were bringing. Us, the best gift that we can give is our heart. And that's what Abigail did on that day. And she got born again that day. And uh, within a couple of weeks, 
also. She was praying in tongues. God was working in her life and her whole faith that really took off. We went from stories about Noah and David to stories about Jesus. She only wanted to hear about Jesus. And all of her life, that's been her focus has been Jesus. But you see, as we, as we think about this, I don't know about you, but the gold, the, it symbolizes control. It's about power. Gold is about power. And when you bring gold to Jesus, you're saying, Jesus, really, my gold and my heart belong to you. Because wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be. So there's a reason we give to God. Because when we give to God, we're saying, my heart and my treasure are working together and I'm giving all of it to you. I'm surrendering to you. But then we think about this gift, the frankincense. And we think about, what's this? This is all the amazing things that we've seen. All the things we're excited about. All the things that smell good. The good deeds we've done. The... The things we're happy about, the gifts that we have as a, a person, and we're saying we're bringing all the things that we think glorify you. Jesus, we want to glorify you. So we're bringing you those things today, and we're saying, Jesus, we want you to have a pleasant smell from us. We want to be a good aroma. We want to fill the house with praise. The deodorant. That, that's because stuff smells in our lives, isn't it? That's what we want to, we, we realize the stuff smells. You see, when Jesus died, they didn't expect it to, his body to smell very nice. When he resurrected Lazarus from the grave, they said, don't do it. He's going to smell awful. You see, death smells. This, this, this represents the stuff that doesn't glorify God. You see, sometimes we, we think Jesus just died for our sins. But he died for both what doesn't glorify him and the stuff that does glorify him. He wanted the whole of our life. He wanted our full heart. And this morning, this, I really I want to just uh, reset that challenge before you. In fact, actually, what we've actually done is we've, we've cut out some paper hearts um, because we wanted to actually do something symbolically today. You see, there's a, there's a trough there, or, there's, or maybe we'll put some uh, offering baskets up the front. Uh, it'd be easier than trying to walk up onto the stage. But you see, we need to give our hearts to the Lord. But our hearts have two things. The things that glorify Jesus and the things that don't glorify him. And Jesus wants the whole of our heart. He doesn't just want... 
the bits that I, I like to give him, the stuff that I've not done well. I want him to forgive me and I want him to make me all right and accept me. But I want to live my life my way. That's called a divided heart. That's, Jesus can't do anything with that. And a broken heart doesn't actually work very well. What he actually needs is the full thing. Jesus, this morning, we need to give our hearts to the Lord. And we're just going to hand that out. And I just want you to just, uh, just take a little moment or two to think about what are the things that glorify Jesus in your life. And maybe write that on one heart side. And what are the things that maybe it's bitterness? You see, myrrh is a bitter herb. It's, 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 uh, it doesn't taste great. It's, uh, it speaks of bitterness. It speaks of things that have hurt you. Things that haven't glorified God, that have been done to you as much as things you've done. So maybe there's some bitterness and there's some people you need to forgive. Write those things. No one's going to look at this except the Lord. But what are the amazing things that you've seen happen that you really want to praise God for? Maybe it's a brand new job. Or maybe actually it's someone new that came into your life. A new relationship. A child or a son-in-law. Something amazing that's happened. And I want you to, to write on that. And then that step about handing our hearts back to the Lord this morning is symbolic, but it's, real, it's really powerful. Today, Lord, I'm, I'm re-giving you everything. I'm giving you the whole of my heart. I want the full life that you've got. What it means to be born again is you in charge of every part. Now, I know it's a simple thing that we're doing this morning. As, we, uh, as we're going to respond to that, we're going to do that as part of our worship. And during the worship of the next hymn, next, I want you to just take time. And if you don't know Jesus this morning, this is the entry point this is how you get born again, is Jesus, I'm surrendering my heart. I want you to have the full reign to lead me, to direct me, to forgive me, to take me and use me, all the good things in my life, every part. I want you to have the whole of my heart. And, uh, and just so that you're not embarrassed about anything that's on there, you can just fold that when you bring it up so you don't have to be thinking someone's going to read what you're writing on there. But Jesus says, if you hold anything back, if you don't forgive others, you won't be forgiven. The choice is actually yours, not what someone's done to you. But you can be free from bitterness. 
Jesus, he took our bitterness. He took the good things. He took the lordship in our lives. And he did something amazing with it. He took us with him to glory when he rose from the dead and was seated at God's right hand. It says that he, we were crucified with him. We don't have to put ourselves to death. We have to count ourselves dead. We don't have to suffer pain. He's our healing. We don't have to get ourselves forgiven. He is our peace with God. Himself reconciled us to God. So this morning, as we just sing this, I just want you to take a, a moment just, yeah, there's a, the manger there. You just lay it. It's not a, a baby anymore. He came in simplicity, but he grew to full stature, stood before the Lord and gave his life as a deliberate decision. And we have to do the same. Jesus, you stood before God and made a decision. Today, I'm standing before you and I'm making a decision. So let's worship. And if you just, during the worship time, if you want to come up and just lay your heart in that, that trough, in the, the manger. Just let God touch your heart as you do so. Let bitterness just flow away from you. Let love and grace just fill your heart afresh. Let's sing, let's worship Him. And just as many of you just come and put a heart in the manger, it's a humbling. God just wants to just touch your heart right now. So where you are. So I'm just going to pray for folks. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the gift of Jesus that he means so much as a king, as a priest, as the one who died for us. But I thank you that he rose again. That this is why we celebrate his birthday today, that he rose again. And we put our trust in you today. We declare you rose from the dead. You're seated at God's right hand. And thank you, Jesus, for raising us to that place. That today, we're not just trying to live out life on this earth. We're living with you. We're living with you today. And so, Father, I speak your blessing. I speak your increase. I speak your grace upon everybody here today. Lord, we speak into families. We speak peace into family relationships. 
Father, we lift up our relatives. We lift up our, our family members, those that are, we're going to spend the day with and those that are, are far away, those that have had tragedy this year things that have been bitter to them. And Father, we pray that, that today they will know your sweetness. They will know your comfort. They will be able to smell the aroma of Christ. They will, they will know that you're the one who comforts them. Heavenly Father, we speak your peace to hearts. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the great things we've seen this year. Healings, salvations, miracles. Father, they, they so speak of your goodness. And we want to honour you, Lord, as it is at the end of the year. On this day that we recognise Jesus, your gift to us. We, we want to just bring Back to you the praise for all that's happened this year. The changes we've seen. We want to thank you today for so much wonderful things that have happened. Help us to remember your goodness. Help us to remember the amazing things. Help us not to just remember the bad stuff. But Lord, we place the good and the bad in your hands today. Because we are excited that you have a future for us. That today is the start of something, the birth of something fresh in our lives. And Father, I really pray for every person here for something fresh this Christmas. That you'll reveal something in there of your love. That you'll show us how to handle one another better that father we'll learn from Jesus being willing to come in simplicity instead of coming as a king instead of demanding love he came and gave love and father we want to be people like that so Holy Spirit we pray you'll use us You'll use us. Amen. Amen. You know, it's, it's really important that if you prayed with us, if you made that first declaration about, Lord, I'm giving you my heart, that we, when Claire and I had Abby do that, we had, we had as parents, we had to make a decision. Well, do we believe this? Because if we believe it, then we've got to do something to help that. And that was that in giving her life to Jesus, she then needed to be taught how to live that life. So we taught her how to pray. We gave her a Bible that she began to read the words of Jesus, not just the stories about Jesus. She began to uh, grow in her faith. And if you give your life to the Lord, even something as simple as this morning, just handing your heart into a, uh, a, a symbolic trough, uh, a feeding something that Jesus was laid in. It's, it's, a, it's a first step. We need to tell someone. You see, when we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead and you will be saved. 
That's what the Bible says. And, that's, and as we're teaching others, this is what we, we help them to understand. It's not just that we believe these things. We have to say these things. We have to tell someone. So tell your friend. Come up to me and tell me at the end of the service. But then this week, where's your gold? How are you handling things, honouring God with everything that's going on? And how are you dealing with the stuff that stinks? Nice, simple message this morning. That's it. God loves you. Let's just, listen, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We just pray for you to show us how to touch other people's lives this week with your love. Amen.